Hello, hello. Hello. My name is Allie. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm Nick, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to season two, episode five of Tabula Rasa, bitches. We're so glad you're here. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, your two co-hosts discuss and dissect Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that bonded them together so many years ago. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing season two, episode five, Reptile Boy. As usual, we'll do our best to avoid spoilers beyond this point, but today we'll discuss this episode, spoilers and all. Buffy is enjoying a rare night off with Willow and Xander, while across town, a young woman is pursued by men in robes. The next day, Giles scolds Buffy for what he believes is her letting her slayer training fall by the wayside. Cordelia introduces Buffy to two fraternity guys, one of whom sucks, the other sucks even more, but we find that out later. After an upsetting, angsty run-in with Angel while on patrol, Buffy decides to accept Cordelia's invite to go to a fraternity party, lying to Giles about her plan that night. But it turns out the frat boys kidnap girls yearly to sacrifice them to a large demonic snake living in their basement of their frat house. Hey, when that happens. Right, though? They drug Buffy and Cordy, they, the frat boys, drug Buffy and Cordy, who wake up chained to the wall beside the snake demon. The rest of the gang finds this out and storms in to rescue the girls, but Buffy, of course, has it handled, cutting the head off the phallic demon. Giles promises to take it easier on Buffy, and Angel finally asks Buffy out for a cup of coffee. Some of this came from Buffy Guide, so thanks, gang. Yeah, phallic demons. What a <laughs> what a thing, right? I'm excited to uh, to uh, yeah think through that with to you, Allie. Oh, yeah. frat boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be uh, leaning on your, your limited experience for, for that some of this stuff. Oh, God, I was in a fraternity. Oh, Lord. You were in the, you were in the genuinely nice guys one. They, like, yeah, I hope, I don't know what their reputation is like now, but I, know, I did I liked, legit I like join just for the way. service. I did, I I was buying my friends a little bit, which I'm fine with. I'm fine. I can I can own that I did need to buy my friends a little bit, but. Well, yeah. I mean, how is that different than joining any club? Like, yes, you have to pay to be in a Greek uh, fraternity or sorority, but if you take up a sport to meet people, yeah, how that's, is that any different? That that seems charitable. That's I am I'm I appreciate it. Thank you, Ali. I mean, much. I can't talk. I joined a sorority. So, yeah, true. I mean... <laughs> oh man! So, um, this scene when it opens, they're watching. Oh, before it before oh, yeah, it even yeah. started. I, I have a note. Oh, Dip, just noticed Amazon changed their thumbnail art to match the season box art. I love that attention to detail. Oh, I'll have to look that up because, Allie, like we just talked about, I'm trying to get inspiration for our next season art. So I'm going to have to look at I watch it on Plex, not Amazon Prime. So I'll have to check out yeah, Amazon Prime. No, on, on Prime, it comes up with uh, the Buffy and Angel faces close together near smoochy pick Ooh, sexual tension mm-hmm. delicious all right yes this scene with the the trio watching bollywood is just so cute <laughs> i love it i love it xander has this quote in it so they don't understand what's happening in the movie and xander goes and we thought that just because we had no money or no place to go this would be a lackluster <laughs> evening i remember having nights like that where i don't even know what we were watching or why we ended up doing whatever stupid thing we were doing but it was just fun because we were friends and we were together because we're together we're like a run to sonic for 
uh, milkshakes is exciting. Yeah, Sonic has the crunchy ice too. I'll yeah. I'll never be mad about a run to Sonic. Well, and like over the summer, they do this thing like after a certain time, their shakes are half off. That's which good is to know. Why we ended up piling into my car and heading across the street to Sonic because we were like, I'm sorry, what? What time is it now? We could go now. Yes, it's time. let's go. Yeah, let's do it's it. Time. Get in the car. Yeah, I want to watch more Bollywood. It's a whole genre of like all musicals. Oh, cool. I don't know anything about Bollywood. I feel like they oh, weren't yeah. being super kind to the movie, but they probably just didn't understand the language. Well, I don't think it's, I mean, it seems like there was things with like actual animals and stuff that it wouldn't take language to see that stuff was happening. But, and I'm sure like any industry, there's, you know, a wide variety of levels of goodness on the spectrum. But, like, as a whole, Bollywood is a lot of dancing. It's a lot of singing. Like, they have the same spectrum of, like, drama and comedy and stuff, but it, like, all has music. Neat. Or at least that's my really American impression of it. And we love so. we love music. We love yes, musicals. We do. I don't know if it's fair to characterize them as musicals. I hope I'm not offending somebody. But we love musicals, so we, do. we should check out yeah, Bollywood. we should. And, like, a lot of it's in English, at least, hmm. like, nowadays. Like, it's not all... They might have been watching a really, really old one or something. I was probably free on cable or whatever. Interesting. Neato. Well, if the yeah. Scoobies are having a, a quiet night in, uh, across town, there is a night that isn't so boring for this <laughs> nice young lady. Yeah. Yeah. She is. I, I'm sure she wishes she could be where Willow was. Her spot looked like heaven. She's sitting on the floor uh, while... Xander and Buffy are laying on their stomachs on the bed, and both Xander and Buffy are playing with Willow's hair while Willow snacks as they all watch the movie. Uh-huh. I was like, that just looks fabulous. Yeah, that does. Yeah, head scratches. I remember demanding head scratches from everybody in high school. Always. And I have a quote from Willow. Uh, she's Because they're saying, like, oh, is this all we're going to do? She's like, we could, uh, talking about going to the bronze, we could sneak our own tea bags into the bronze and ask for hot water. <laughs> 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 oh willow so precious she is so precious and if yeah you know willow go have your hot tea at a night out why not why not whatever gives you a little thrill I'm, I'm all about it um the dvd extras for this episode are what clued me into the metaphorical side of buffy so uh, yeah when we get there yeah yeah you yeah this was no, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that. Okay. I'm gonna say that okay. point. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock it away. Yes. Yeah. No. Then we can move on to the to the running in robes. So she homegirl ran through a glass window, which yeah. is horrifying, horrifying. And I feel for her. But just the, just the image of it. She's on a. I guess it, yeah. She's running for her life. That makes sense. I mean adrenaline. For yeah. Sure. She is, lit- yeah, she is literally running for her life. Um, a nice ass house, and we didn't have fraternity housing at Towson, no, so it it's always just I always have to remind myself that's a thing at other. It is a thing. It's not just in movies and like Greek Row, where like all the houses are. Like it is a legit thing. Yeah, I am, wi- which is wild, wild coming from our experience. I'm not mad about so having not had it. I, I don't think I could have taken it. I don't think, Sometimes yeah. Sometimes being a sorority was a lot, just being in it, not having to live with them. I if don't I lived with them too, oh my God. Jeez, yeah. So I don't know, fuck, running in robes must suck. 
<laughs> and they all were like keeping their hoods up and stuff. So you have like no peripheral vision. That I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, no, you'd be stumbling so much. I stum I'm clumsy enough as it is. Right, even let with alone like without pant ribs. Legs with mobility, yeah. 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 So she's the music here is very dramatic. You know, all the she find she jumps over the fence into the cemetery and oh thank goodness and the music comes to a head and then and then she runs into this other guy in a robe and man she's caught oh yeah. poor girl yeah and in that cemetery that she gets she gets caught in um i don't know if you noticed the pyramid mo shaped mausoleum right it's like fancy essay and I'm like, who gets a pyramid mausoleum? Yeah. But it wasn't big enough that a human would fit in. So I was like, was it some like really bougie pet owners? Mm. That's what I picture. I tried to pause. Like someone it. laid their like someone laid their Egyptian hairless cat to rest in this pyramid. That's my head cannon. Anna would do that for sure. She would hundred percent if she doesn't stuff them and keep them. Oh yikes! Yeah, Anna, let us know what you think. <laughs> I tried to pause and look at some of the tombstones, but I couldn't make out anything, unfortunately. Good find about the pyramid alley. Well done. I I noticed the weird things. So we move into school. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have a so... Do you have a quote from Queen Cordy here? <laughs> sure. I hope well, so. First, I have a note about her fake laugh. Oh lord! So, so fake. Fake so laugh. We find Cordy at school coaching one of her friends out of a magazine what you're supposed to do when you're like flirting with a guy and it's just that yeah. was such a thing in the late 90s you pour over whatever magazine that is oh, giving yeah. you tips and ideas and the quizzes and them and that and she goes when a man is speaking you make serious eye contact and you really really listen <laughs> and her laugh oh my goodness her laugh is so bad it's so bad it's so bad so then uh buffy and willow come uh walk in they're having guy a uh, guy talk and i you know buffy says she's been having these really really intense dreams about angel i'm like who wouldn't come on is she sharing a dirty dream that Cannot she blame. had that's with... true they're kind of skating around it but like it was dirty it was dirty I, yeah Buffy, you had a sexy dream. She definitely did. Um, and also those giraffe pants. If you look closely, it's not really giraffe print, but it definitely looks like it's <laughs> from afar. Later, later, I think in later in the season, either she rewears these pants or she has actual giraffe pants because I have a very distinct memory of her being like soaking wet in those pants. Can't imagine why that stuck in my head. We'll have but to it do is a, a it's a cute, very '90s outfit. She's got the black bra with the white lace shirt. Yep, yep, yep. That's so funny. Willow is like, "Oh, you're so right for each other." And then, and then she suggests to Buffy to ask him for a coffee. Um, it's the non-relationship drink of choice. It's not a date. It's a non-caffeinated beverage. <laughs> and it. it that's a sly thing to do, right? When you're not oh, yeah. sure, you know. Yeah. So the date is it not a date? Let's do coffee. It's low stakes. Yep. I did that. Well, we got lunch. And then, you know, years later, I found out. Uh, well, not years later. Months later, I found out I was uh, not his type in a very obvious way. He was There's gay. A... The guy I was trying to court was gay. But oh, I had no. A very, I had a very like, oh, we'll just get lunch. And then if we're Wait, into hang it. on. Is this guy... Oh, that's funny. Did you go to lunch? Where did you go to lunch? We went to Bon Appetit over on 40. 
this so, like, was French Korean bakery. Really? This was yeah mine. And I'm like, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was the day. Actually, when we talked about this when the earthquake happened last season. Oh, I, we were we were at lunch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. And that went into the whole like you didn't me pay for thinking his lunch, I had did you? Sh- no, 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 no. Because it wasn't actually. Oh yeah, it wasn't actually a date. It was just lunch. Neat. That's yeah. funny. But I also I feel like so coffee is that's actually a way more mature version of what we always did. Uh, middle school and high school movie nights were the move group movie nights because mm-hmm. it gives you the opportunity to like oh it's dark you can sit close together there's potential for canoodling but and every single person at the movie night other than the person you're courting knows yep. what yep. so it's we're so hoping awkward. to happen yeah oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> i remember a night while my middle school boyfriend and i were dating the you know like three months it lasted we did a movie night with the group of us and everyone else squished on this little little love seat and left us with the big old couch to sit (laughs) by ourselves did you sit on opposite ends of it initially until the others were like what are you doing and they made it weird they said what are you doing i don't remember exactly what they said but they like pointed it out they so we were prompted like, okay, you to cuddle yes we have to like cuddle and it was the least comfortable cuddle of my entire life oh no it was so weird it oh was so no weird. i remember my yeah. first cuddle with the guy was pretty uncomfortable too yeah cuddling it takes some practice by the way just so you know Allie, this idea to go for lunch because it's casual uh-huh. you're never gonna need this because you're you know, with your person. But there's a whole dating site called It's Just Lunch or something. So you're right that it really? is. Yeah, a low stakes kind of Yeah, thing. well, again, because it's it's that middle ground where you can sort of kind of play it out. Like, if it goes really well and they're clearly into it, you're like, cool, so when's our, sec- our second date? And if they're not into it, you go, cool, this was great hanging out with you. We're friends. Thanks for the lunch. Bye. Right, bye. Glad I didn't pay for your food. So back at school, uh, the the gang has just walked by Cordelia doing this horrible <laughs> laugh. And then Xander and Cordelia go on to have this exchange. And Cordelia goes, it's not a big deal, but I'm dating a Delta Zeta Kappa. And I just remember in college, fraternities all had their own reputation as well. There was totally uh-huh. hierarchy. So, Oh, yeah. I meant to look up Delta Zeta Kappa. I didn't do that. I wonder if it's an actual. I believe. There is some sort of rule that they can't actually use real Greek organizations. Intra- yeah, that so makes you'll sense, actually. you always see some kind of one that's not already established. But sometimes sometimes they're, like, very clearly supposed to be a certain one based on, like, colors and things like that. So Xander says something to Cordelia, like, oh, yeah, you have to, like, you're going for college guys now or something like that. And Cordelia, she says... You'll go to college someday, Xander. I just know your pizza delivery career will take you to some to many exciting places. Yeah. Oh man. Damn. Oh, that's rough. That is that is Scorching. mean too because Scorching. we know that Xander Cordelia went. She knows where it's gonna hurt, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and he can't. He. It's so hard. She like can't even find anything to say back. Which fair because who has the clever comeback in the moment? Cordelia, yeah. obviously. Yeah, but, savage. Ooh, yeah. Damn. So yeah. 
Cordelia is dating college. I think that we need to give some sort of blanket PSA. High schoolers don't date college. Like, don't do yeah. that. That's bad. So, yes. you know, yes. blanket statement. You yes, know. it is. There really is no no good scenario. Unless I, it can happen when, like, if you both met while you were both in high school, but then, like... And dated, and then and they like went if to you were college. Date, right, exactly. Like, my freshman roommate, her boyfriend was a senior in high school. But they had started dating when they were both in high school. Yes. Different. But if they are, these guys are seniors in college. And these girls are juniors in high school. Yeah, they're predators. No. Is what they are. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, they're potentially, they're 21 years old going to hit on a right. 15, 16 year old. Right. There's yeah. something wrong with you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because you have to turn it around this way, gang. If someone like that is targeting someone in your age bracket like that, why can't they get people their own age? That's why. They are targeting you because you are young, naive, vulnerable. You're excited to have an older person giving you attention. All of those things. They are target. It is targeting you because you are easy prey. And it is, like you said, they are predators. And you'll feel, you feel like you're so mature that you are not actually 15 or 16. And it's like, listen, there's just, even if you are, there's just so much as a junior in high school that you just haven't, college is a different world, let alone being almost in the professional world. There's just so much that And this is not to say, should, should a young person in this situation hear this thing? This is not us putting the onus on you because mm-hmm. hell mm-hmm. knows mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. at 16, if some hot college, and these guys are hot. They are. Some hot college guy came off sophisticated. He was in a fraternity. I would buy this whole thing oh, with yeah. line and sinker, especially the lines that like Tom has, like the little exchange that Tom and Buffy have a little in a little bit. Oh, yeah. I would be charmed oh, off yeah. my feet. I would oh, be yeah. flying in the air. I, I No way. No way. I mean, I like to think my parents would would have like maybe stepped in and I would have hated them at the time, but thanked them later. But like, no, I think no. part of what made me seethe so hard watching it again, I haven't really watched. I don't know. This is one of those that I kind of let play in the background. So I haven't really watched in a while. But part of the reason that I had such a strong reaction to it as I was watching, I think is because, yeah, if I were in high school, I would have eaten that shit up and there yep. being way smooth we haven't even gotten there yet but they're being way smooth and yeah yeah you're so right i totally would have bought all of it uh yeah and i will putting this in because i'm sure someone's gonna comment this if we end up having people who comment on our things what about the age difference between buffy and angel it's cosmic there's destiny don't worry about it (laughs) i'll have a conversation about it yeah i think that's a little messed up but but like certainly we could i don't know i don't know there's a line where you're gonna suspend your disbelief and yeah cosmic lovers we're gonna you know right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh like we said we said we i've said definitely said this in an earlier episode season one is like if you're gonna enjoy anything with vampire romance you have to put that aside (laughs) unless it's vampire and vampire whatever and even then it's like you know you could be a 50 year old vampire and you meet a 300 year old vampire and like you know what how does that work so yeah you're just gonna basement (laughs) yeah put it in the basement yep so we're at we're still at school um we're in the library this is when giles is kind of admonishing buffy he thinks she's been slacking she's been skipping training all of this stuff um, what are you going to do when someone attacks you from behind? And she 
totally put pins him. His yeah, maybe she's going to be fine, Giles. Yeah. Uh, amazing. But she does have this great moment where she really does intelligently shift his mind frame because he's like, because Giles has the audacity to say, I, you know, I know what it, I remember what it was like to be 16. Don't I think I know mm-hmm. what it was like mm-hmm. to be 16. And she said, no, I don't think you know what it's like to be 16 and a girl and the Slayer. Yeah. And to his credit, he pauses and he admits it that, no, you're right. Probably don't know. Yeah. Yeah. This is we're going to get into this dynamic, this conundrum, because on one hand, you do need to be training extra hard when there isn't the end of the world coming that night because you need to be. But at the same time, when Buffy's like, what about that little slice of life that still belongs to me from seven to seven oh five in the morning? Like, I feel for Buffy, too, here. It's hard. I yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciated that, too. When he did when he did take a second, he was like, yeah, you're. Yeah, you're right. It's interesting that so Giles is presenting being the Slayer as a good thing. He's like, you know your purpose. You know your, and she's saying she's more saying I'm I'm stuck. Right. And uh, interesting. Uh, I don't know. It's a it's a complex situation. And again, he's not wrong because the situation is it is that grave. It is that real world world ending or at the very least, it's, you know, demons killing people. People are dying. It is a big deal. Buffy's potentially dying, too. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy's potentially dying. People she loves the world as they know it, that kind of thing. So it's it is it's a really tough spot because he's not wrong. But it's also that that balance that we face, I think, in a much lesser consequences level but sometimes you do have to forego being productive to like fill your recharge yeah yeah make sure that you're okay so that you can then go back to the productivity stuff and be okay and then sometimes you have to muscle through and do the productive stuff we had that conversation today Allie. i was like i'm feeling unmotivated but we need to record anyways because it's right. just going to pile up. And you were like, yeah, I'm also, yes, we, but we do have to. And we just had that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How timely. Not to say, listeners, that we are not excited to be here recording. It's just, you know, getting to the microphone sometimes takes a little extra effort. But now that we're here and I see your shining face, I'm excited to be here. I feel energy coming back to me. Exactly. Like exactly. a phoenix rising from the ashes. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. It's just like that. It's just like so. That. Uh, Giles brings down the hammer. Buffy's bombed. Oh, she says, "Yeah, who needs a social life when you've got your very own hellmouth?" And Giles very sincerely goes, "Yes," <laughs> and then realizes that she was being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, Giles, you're yeah. such a doll. And he gets so cute and fatherly. It's very cute. yeah. I I there's some really nice fatherliness i'm so glad that we're starting we're really seeing that this season this father daughter dang it it's sweet buffy deserves it she even tries to give him some puppy dog eyes because she wants to go out and he and he's just he's turning away from her it's not working it's not working (laughs) so they uh, so he's like be back here whatever and buffy decides that well, I, it's not really clear if she decides if she's going to skip or if she's just going to be really late. But they're at the end of the school no, no, day. No, she says that she's dawdling. She's just dawdling. But was she... At, 
like was she gonna skip but then willow and willow said something to her so she's like fine i'm just thought like was she actually gonna skip who knows up for I, debate i would like to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she was intending to dawdle but eventually go i would have i would have skipped i'm i would have skipped yeah i and that's not a knock on buffy that's just me knowing myself when i really don't want to do something i might tell myself that i'm just gonna dawdle and then i'm gonna be like oh it's too late he's probably gone home for the day i'll just go home to i don't know cordelia walks right into willow which is funny on the way down to the car um a car is pulled up and it's there's two dudes in it one of them is the creepy dude from before when in the opening of the episode when the yeah the one that caught the girl in the graveyard yep it's the only hooded person that we see their face and they invite cordelia to this party cordelia does her horrible fake laugh and then there is a funny exchange they they see buffy in the background and they say who's your friend and she says oh her she's not my friend and then one of them goes she's amazing and cordelia goes she's more like a sister really we're that close (laughs) she's on top of it she she pivots real quick she does and so the gang and the gang has been talking and they're talking about bollywood again maybe you know late night tv and xander says he'll bring the beetle nuts i think that it's i meant to look them up i think that it's a Okay, I'm gonna. I don't know. I think I saw it in a quote in one in during my trivia research. I think that's what it was. I didn't look it up either. Oh, it's not spelled like a beetle. B e t e l. How does beetle nut get you high? What a burst of energy, likely due to the nut's natural alkaloids, which release adrenaline. What? This cannot be what he was eating. How dangerous is the beetle nut? What the fuck? Bollywood is Indian. Indian. Do beetle nuts originate in India? Beetle is nuts he is he snacks. making a Sahel snacks products? Sahel snacks official site. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, listeners, chime in because I I don't know. I keep seeing Indian seeds for weight loss. Yeah, that's why he said because it's like an Indian food, and they're talking yeah. about watching. But I think that's what it is. Yeah, but that's a deep cut. Who the fuck knows what this is? And how did Xander know what? Maybe it was a 90s fad thing. Xander knows his snacks. Okay, I'll trim this, but I'm going to keep this in here because I'm curious what other people might know. Uh, Yeah, so weird. Okay, back to Cordelia. Cordelia goes over to Buffy reluctantly. She's like, all right, these guys want to meet you. Come on, do this for me. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And Cordelia goes, and if there was a god, don't you think he'd keep it that way? Yeah, I wrote that down too. (laughs) Cordelia is so funny. So she she drags Buffy over and Buffy has a hilarious line here. The creepy dude goes, I'm Richard and you are, which is a presumptuous way to introduce yourself. But Buffy goes, so not interested. (laughs) (laughs) So then we have the guy Tom comes over who he's... We find, again, we find out later that he's playing the nice guy to Richard's oily grossness. You know, he's like straight out of an 80s teen movie. You know, his collar's just like not quite as wide. But so this guy's like, I apologize for my friend. He's not really my friend. You know, we're just like in the same fraternity, which I only joined for the service or whatever he said. Oh, he said because my dad was in it, whatever. And he's like, I'm a history major. And Buffy says... Yeah, we that doesn't click for me. I can barely hap- remember what happened last week. And he says, no, nah, nothing happened last week. Don't worry, I was there. 
It was just so, it was a really cute line. Is that it was funny? Real, it was funny and it was very cute. And that's where it goes back to the like, I would totally, totally fall for this. I wrote down that quote because this was a moment where I was thinking about how if 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 I I think I remember watching this before and feeling strangely charmed by him, but but it's now not strange. He is supposed to be charming. But now looking back, I didn't think that it was cute when I watched it this time. Really? And I know what happened, but even trying to suspend my disbelief when I was watching it um earlier, I wrote, I just find him ick. I just So and I that's my next note is knowing the end when you're watching it, it does come off so obvious that he's like being the shy, softer, oh, I'm not a party guy, like, ugh, don't you hate parties? Like, but it'd be so great if you'd come and like save me from being bored. Like, it does come off so obvious. I hated that too. I hated when he said that too. He's like, he's like, oh, it's gonna be so lame. Come save me. Like, get yeah, this is a party you're throwing. Your fraternity is you I don't know, big pick me energy, dude. <laughs> You ain't cool. But then, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would have, I would have bought it. I can recognize how it's cute while also recognizing it is such an obvious play. I think. But so yeah, he's like, I'm, I, I'm talking too much. Blah blah blah. I'm rambling, and Buffy goes, you know, people underestimate the value of a good ramble. <laughs> I ramble a lot, so that yeah. means is meaningful to me. Uh, so Giles is there, and he's like your ass up come on and she's clearly smitten by tom and xander says i hate these guys and <laughs> this is i think the first time where xander had said something about the guy and i agree with him <laughs> yeah it's a little tricky to see this episode what or to, to determine whether xander is protective of buffy out of jealousy or out of friendship I guess maybe a little bit of both. I have this debate later on that I wrote down this. So Xander and I end up at the same end point. Buffy, don't go to the party. Right. But the reasons along the way might be like slightly yep. different. But if we both ended up at the same spot, does yeah. it matter? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, got the, I don't know. Well, and I, and like I said, I, I do think it's probably a mix of feelings. But it does seem like at least a little out of jealousy because they're talking about Angel and he's like ruffled. And then she's like, yeah, well, I guess I'll, I'll, you know, maybe this guy would be good. Oh, that's this is later. But Buffy's like, oh, well, maybe I will go to the party. And he's like, wait, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Very clearly like, yes, I meant no Angel. I didn't mean yes, this other guy. Xander, we can't put our friends in a cupboard for her whole life. OK, um, but we can't protect them from predators. That's I'm OK with that. Um, so the training session that she has with Giles is really short because she kicks his ass again. <laughs> he's so funny when he's trying to be intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is. He's like, beware, I'm not going to pull any punches. Smackdown. <laughs> uh, you don't have to pull punches, Giles. So cute. Yikes. So he tells Buffy to go patrolling that night. And according to my research... Trivia wise, this is the first time that Buffy's, you know, hunting in the night, whatever. First time it's referred to as patrolling. Ah, interesting. Usually it's been referred to as hunting. So that's ah. fun fact for everybody, huh? Interesting. 
Interesting. I wonder if that's because things have been slow. Because before she was going out with a target in mind of like, oh, I heard this guy's been hanging around town, blah, 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 blah. But this, she's kind of on the watch because... Just making sure things are still good. Yeah, good point. Just, I wonder. So um, she is out patrolling and she picks up a bracelet and suddenly Angel's there. There's blood on it. And says, yeah, pretty much exactly like that. Great way to say hi. Yeah, hello to you too. Don't, I don't know. When Xander said, I want to put a bell on that guy, I I would have been helpful here. I just want to sit him down and teach him some manners. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, you do need to communicate that there's blood on it. That is important information. But like, how about intentionally rustle some grass so that she knows you're coming and then be like, hey, and then say that has blood on it. Right, right. Yeah, we just launched right into business here. Yeah, mm-hmm. we kind of out of the blue too. And, Don't we, love and that. we wonder why she's not sure how you feel about her. And Buffy says, wouldn't it be funny to see each other sometime when it's not a blood thing? <laughs> And then there's this awkward, rough exchange between the two of them. Yeah. Where do we even start with it, Allie? Oh, I don't even know. I mean, she's kind of beating around the bush, but I get why. I get why, because some girls do like to be the one approached, the one wooed. I know that's that's how I feel. So, like, I get her not being the one wanting to be the one to, like, just, like, straight up confess her feelings and ask him out, blah, 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 blah. But Angel's also, like, being weird about it. But also I get where he's like, well, we really shouldn't. She is young. I am a vampire. Maybe he feels like because he's older, he has to be the responsible one to, like, not do things. But he's still being pulled. It's such a mishmash soup of feelings. And neither of them deal with it very well. I, uh, my angel hate is going to come full out for, no, not okay. so much my angel hate, but my, my defend Buffy to all ends is going to come out here. So I think Buffy does, I said, I didn't write down the actual quote, but I wrote Buffy kind of makes the ask for coffee. Yeah. And then Angel says, I knew this was going to happen. You're 16 yeah. years old and I'm 241. And just do, like he later, I also wrote down this quote, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you want. And just as somebody implicit in Angel's decline here is because she's 16. So she's call he's calling her immature, basically. Mm-hmm. But so he's saying he's basically making the point that she's like too young or too immature, but he's handling himself incredibly immaturely in this. Yeah. And I think maybe that's where where we can justify this relationship. Because while she is physically young, I think he is experientially young. Because mm-hmm. you're totally right. A lot of the ways he reacts before this and like all the stuff leading up to this, like he reacts like a very immature, almost some high schooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reactions, not not being particularly um, tactful with what he says or his yeah his responses are very emotionally based, not rationally. So maybe that's sort of where we can rectify the the age thing. But also with what he's saying, he's not wrong. It's shitty to hear. And yes, any 16-year-old who has ever been like told how young they are, told they don't know what they're talking about, they don't know what they want, blah, 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 blah. Yes, I get it. 
I was at at 16 year old, you know, I knew from third grade that I wanted to be an actor. So like, trust me, people were telling me I didn't know what I wanted. Yeah. But older people will tell you, like, you you don't know what you want. I mean, not always wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. maybe maybe he could have said it in a better way because words have meaning. Word choice is everything. Tone is everything. But what he was saying, the content was, was not wrong. I, f- I just feel I. OK, maybe I don't have angel hate in this scene. Maybe I just have hate on the writing in this scene. OK, it's not. I don't know. There's like a needless. Esca- he grabs her at one point. Yes, because he's and, trying to make a point. But I like, yeah. this is serious. This isn't just some fling with another guy. Or some other guy that she could easily overpower. Like, he's... Yeah, it is dangerous. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think he's trying to scare her. He's trying to white fang her. If you know that book, the guy, like, for the dogs, or for the wolf's good, good, he, like, beats the dog so it'll, like, go away. And he's like, go on, get out of here. So he's, he's you know, I think he's trying to scare her to, mm-hmm. so that okay, she that will, sense. like, actually yeah. listen. Now, I do love what she says because he's saying, like, this is... You know, he's saying all the cautionary stuff. And she's I think it's a little late to be reading me a warning label. So true. You've already made out. Although, you know, you've just made out a couple times. You're not really so far you couldn't turn around. But um, Buffy have a, has a savage line right at the end of the Oh, yeah. Exchange. I also I also wrote that one down. So I'll do. So Angel says, when I kiss you, you don't wake up. You don't wake up from a deep sleep and live happily ever after. No, when you kiss me, I want to die. Yeah. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. And then I agree with her choice to then leave because I don't even know how you continue that conversation. <laughs> yeah, that conversation is over. Yeah, maybe pick that up after everybody's cooled off. I do love that they show her leaving, though. She basically runs off. Because so often in movies and stuff, you see these like great lines or these, you know, kind of like, oh, shutter lines. But then it just kind of cuts to the next thing. And you're like, well, Okay, but in reality, they what was the to... immediate aftermath there? Right. Yeah. I want to see like they then had to go put their coat on, grab their purse. Was their purse next to them? Did they have to like go into the <laughs> other room? Like, wait, do they have a long drive? Do they come back to pee? Like, just I, I think that was so funny. So I love that they actually showed her running off. Yeah. Right. So the next day in school, Buffy's really bombed, and Cordelia comes in. But she and... looks super cute. Yeah, I she love does. this outfit. Flag this for the Instagram. It's this cute long green skirt, like a grassy green, and this white floral top. And although Cordelia will come in and insult her looks, which is totally unfounded and just a whole <laughs> bunch of BS, her hair looks super cute. She's rocking this shortcut this whole time. She's got a little barrette. Like, oh, great outfit. So Cordelia says, I want to go to this party and I can't go to the party unless you also come to the party. So come to the party with me. (laughs) And um, it's clear that she's partly going because she wants to be with them because they have a lot of money. Looking to get her MRS degree. I, you know, respect. I got my MRS degree. Um, (laughs) And Cordy goes, these people are rich and I'm not being shallow. Think of how many poor people I can help with all my money. I love her so much. Cordelia. I also had that quote, obviously. And you know, if that's your if that's your choice, go for it. Fuck yeah. At least she's going as far to think about like I could do I could do good with all my riches as well as 
be fabulously rich. I'm going to recognize my bias because if it was some mediocre dude who was saying that, I would call him a bad person. But because it's Cordelia and I love her, I'm like, get it, girl. Well, and I love before she she comes in trying to like butter up Buffy with compliments. She goes, all right, I respect you too much to be dishonest. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just love that. I love she. You can tell in the way that she speaks and the way that she phrases her things that she she's very smart. She is who she says she is. So that's refreshing. So we have a really brief scene. There's some chanting happening in a weird dungeon, and a guy is committing himself to the fraternity. There, there was some ceremony in my fraternity. I had to, that nothing, question for you. Did it involve blood, though? Nothing. No, no blood. No dungeons. No swords. Wow, that sounds just sounds really some, lame. Then, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. And I didn't get, I didn't get endless ridges from it either. So maybe that was the. Maybe that should was have the been, problem. Uh, should have been wor- worshipping a penis monster. Yes. Oh, yeah, but I, I also it. wrote of the ceremony, wow, bet you feel real tough, huh? Yeah. 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 It's just what their egos needed, right? I guess. Yeah. So I have a bit of trivia. The kidnapped girl that we see is Jordana Spiro. Uh, that is the actor's name, who went on to star in the super cute sitcom that my mom and I watched religiously called My Boys. Interesting. Yeah, she plays this sports writer who, you know, just has a, she's a very, like, guy's gal. She hosts the weekly poker night with all of her guy friends. And, you know, there's romance and cute sitcom-y stuff. It was a good time. Neat. That is a fun fact. So she went on to be quite successful. Good for her. I'm happy for her. So this is the scene we alluded to earlier. Willow and Buffy are talking, and then she and Xander and Willow all walk down the hallway. Buffy's like, yeah, Angel treats me like a child. And Xander's like, yeah, fuck that dude. And <laughs> and Buffy's like, at least Tom can carry on a conversation. And Xander's like, oh, no, 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 um, also, they had one conversation, so I don't know that. Okay, as as the Brits would say, they had banta. Okay, there they had, they did, they did. They had a rapport, and that was out of one conversation that they, when they had never met before, where she has never had that fluid of a conversation with with Angel. Yeah, yeah. in all this uh, time very of true, actually. Him. Yeah, she even says like Angel, I get five words out of. And this is a reflection on. This is not a reflection on Tom being some great conversationalist. This is the reflection on Angel being like, come on, dude, step up here. Yeah. Well, and again, going back to like the charm of Tom. Wow, this guy that I just met, I immediately have this wonderful rapport with. Whereas this guy that I'm like killing myself over can't hold down a conversation. And I don't even know what his favorite color is, you know? Yeah. So they walk into the library. Giles is being silly, trying to be so badass cute. with the sword. So cute. It is really cute. That. Good try, Giles. You are a badass. You are. So Buffy hands over the bracelet, and Xander is like, she should patrol while we all do research. And Jan- cool, Giles Xander. is like, yeah, good idea. And I like this line from Buffy. Buffy says, hello, she is standing right here, and she's unavailable. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It does suck when people start making decisions for you, especially when you're in the room. And when the everybody's motives aren't super uh, pure, at Correct. least from Xander's perspective. Yeah. Here. And Xander has a great line. Uh, Buffy says that Angel could smell the blood on the bracelet. And Xander goes, the blood? There's a guy you want to party with. <laughs> 
which from when we last saw Angel, I wouldn't really want to party with him either. So no, no. So then they're back walking down the hall and they leave and Buffy's like, yep. Oh, well, first they before they leave the library, Buffy says like, well, actually, I can't really patrol tonight. Um, My mom's not feeling well. And actually, I'm not feeling that well. So like, I'll do a quick sweep. But like, and Giles is like, of course, of course, if you're not feeling well, like, yeah, take, definitely take care of yourself. And the look on Willow's face. Yeah. And then the second they go outside, she goes, you lied to Giles. Yeah. Yeah, even Willow is opposed to this plan now. And Willow will defend you through anything. Yeah, yeah. No, and she just, the, she keeps a scowl and she's like, you can tell that that is a line for her. Oh, yeah. No. And she, I've Giles. heard a lot of wild things happen at frat parties. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nick, Nick, story time. Oh, God. Actually, nothing too wild at, well, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't one of the cool opportunity i didn't go to all a lot of parties i liked having having like four or five people over and playing kings right and get i but i see it's not that i'm told that there were some wild things see but that was by choice it's not that i I, what were the what were the sorry 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 go 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 no well i'm saying something positive about you i'm complimenting you i think thank you you could have gone to those parties i think you had you had friends in your in your fraternity but that was not how you chose to spend your time not really my scene. Right. You got it's a dog be... so that you would have a, an excuse to stay home. And I know it's going to be shocking to everybody listening that the guy with the Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch <laughs> podcast is a bit of an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell by the fact that I have a podcast. <sighs> oh, man. We are not super cool. That's okay. I like us. Never was. I would not have made different decisions, but right. I I could not t- say with any sort of sincerity that I was cool. Well, so uh, then Cordelia coaches Buffy, and so she Buffy wear. gets chastised yeah. by Willow and Xander. Yeah, yeah, and Cordelia is then saying, "Okay, so you want to seem interested and." Mm-hmm. If anybody talks to you, they're probably not going to talk to you. But if they do, you want to. Her you know, parents' whatever. digs are such made-up BS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Such a fucking yeah. Buffy's liar. a smoke show. Come on, right? Like, yeah. Like they could have at least. I don't know if they wanted Cordelia to be like super harsh on Buffy. Then I think the costume department wardrobe should have dressed Buffy differently. Or like this could have been the day she had her hair at least in a messy bun instead of like cute and clearly styled she clearly picked out a cute outfit this isn't the day she's in like jeans and a hoodie yeah yeah so it just it comes off very stark as like well you're lying it doesn't even make sense yeah right right. um so then they they're in the car they're arriving at the party buffy's in this strappy very 90s little black dress but didn't Cordelia specifically say not to wear black? I wrote down that it is funny <laughs> that Buffy is in a black dress because she was specifically told not to. Also, One color. Right, right before this, we just have a continued theme of Cordy being a terrible driver. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's pulling into park and she hits the car. <laughs> and then blames it on them. <laughs> Why do they park so damned close to you? Oh, it's so good. They go uh, in. Uh, Cordy spends no time going off with Richard. Buffy is sad and lonely wallflower. 
we've all been there when you're like, yeah. fuck, I don't know anybody here, which is why I don't go to parties when I don't know somebody there. Well, she came with somebody she knew and she did. She got ditched. Oh, I know, that but sucks. like also knowing, knowing Cordelia, who's shocked right. that. Yeah, yeah. But then, so Xander decides to sneak in. And I will say, Xander's preppy frat look is on point. Yeah, he blends yeah, he... in very well. Other than the fact that they don't actually recognize him as a brother, at least wardrobe-wise, he did a good job. So the fraternity parties I did go to did not look anything no. like this party, but he does. There must have been some memo that I missed about preppy dressing because yeah he jumps in he's in the he's in the polo and the khakis and he does totally look the part yeah like slick back yeah yeah i i went to one frat party in college and it was in a basement and we played beer pong and no one was in khakis i can say with absolute confidence but this is pretty pretty typical for movie frat parties i don't know maybe it's because we weren't like, maybe if you go to a frat party at a big established frat house in a house, you like, maybe... I don't think there's any cocktail dresses. I don't think that's a thing. I don't maybe think... they do, like, make their members wear blazers and shit. Like, I highly doubt that. Highly, I don't know. Hi- who knows? I, don't know. I haven't, I, you know, as we said, didn't go to many, but yeah, yeah chime say, in, folks. If you went to like College Park or, you know, any big, uni- big state university with, big well-established fraternities let us know if my idea of a typical fraternity party is that they're even douchier than what we're used to but maybe i'm wrong anna used to tell me about the great themes that they would have at mcdaniel like um lax bros and yoga hose is definitely a theme that i heard once it's funny that sounds comfy actually that sounds like right it actually sounds like a great party and lacrosse players dress hot so that would work for me. Also, like, Towson did not have nearly enough themed parties. I had one to do on my college list, which was to go to an anything but clothes party where you get to be super Ooh. creative and make an outfit out of something that's not intended to be clothes. And no one ever held one. And I never got to go to one. And now Well, we can do an anything but clothes party when you come visit. Some- and then and then it'll be even better, too, because we'll be done by a sensible time. <laughs> And then we'll, I don't know, have like fondue or something cute. And that's true. That's it'll true. be fun. Yeah. Okay. That I'm going to wear a pillowcase. Dobby. We're just all going to call you Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking of Dobby, but yeah, you're exactly right. Exactly what that is. Yeah. The caution tape is a classic, but ever, that's so done. I'd have to think of something clever. Anywho. Yeah. So uh, more pick me energy from Tom <laughs> here. So some dude starts to randomly charge buffy which is well, whatever like drunk yeah drunk guys like you yeah. they I'm don't charge dip- like a bull though they don't i don't know d- this guy did d- I, so so tom pulls her away they're dancing and and then and then he eventually says okay it looks like the hulk is gone you don't have to dance with me anymore dude okay big pick me energy here fuck you you don't you don't have to dance with me anymore he didn't say it like that though Oh, God, I just rolled my eyes so hard. <laughs> but he didn't say it that way. Tone is everything. I thought he was playing it very cool. Again, I recognize that he is playing a part. Yeah, yeah. Not defending Tom's actions at all. Uh, but his the role was convincing. Like, because, like, what I noticed is when they were when they were slow dancing, 
if you look at his hand that's on the small of her back, it's actually his fingers are kind of curved. So it's not flat against his back. He's very lightly holding her back. So he's definitely like distancing and playing it cool. Yeah, I I think he's playing it very convincing. Again, all right, no, all no, right. no faults to Buffy here because I get it, girl. Oh, oh yeah. I don't even even thinking he's disgusting. I don't fault Buffy either. Oh, no, but... I know, I know. You would never would. But interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. So and earlier she has some very good instincts not to take a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't want to drink and party, don't do it. Um. So Xander is spotted as party crasher outside. Buffy steps on some broken glass, and then Tom joins her, and then Richard brings her a drink, and uh, Buffy goes, "I'm tired of being mature," and she takes a drink. I know they have to do this for the show or whatever. There's just a theme here that I don't love where... So when I make an irresponsible choice, mm-hmm. I have a... there. There's like a range of consequences that I accept because I have made... When I, when I speed, when I go five or ten miles above the speed limit, mm-hmm. I am like accepting the consequence that I might get a ticket. Right. It is, it is, it is not fair... That the teenage girl who has literally the weight of the world on her shoulders steps one toe out of line, and then the second she does that, she gets like almost sacrificed to a snake demon. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely outside of the parameters of what she was accepting for the ill consequence. I'm pretty sure she was just thinking about like hangover the next morning. Right. Yeah, like tomorrow's probably gonna suck, but like fuck it. Or maybe she was gonna like giggle too much and you know embarrass herself. And yeah, make a fool of yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this yeah. was uh, definitely not what she was yeah. accepting as consequences this time. Lucky so for I her, just... she is a slayer and she could take care of the situation. But that sucks. And I just hope that Buffy the character knows that you're allowed to experiment and do silly things <laughs> as growing up. You're, you're supposed to do that. Whatever. You're not always gonna get sacrificed to a snake demon for doing it. You know. I think she does fine, though. So back in the basement, the girls are chained up. There's more robe stuff. We're seeing Tom get shit carved into his back. And the girl who was already kidnapped is like, actually, yeah, that he seems nice, but he he's worse than all of them. He's different. I love this role reversal. It's kind of, I don't want to call it a trope because it's not that common, but it is something that comes up sometimes you get the pair of dudes who like one comes off like really intense and like an asshole well and that and the other one's like quiet and seems like the nicer one always quiet because he's the more powerful one so he doesn't have to like be all up Mm -hmm. in your face so i just i love that role reversal i always think that's really fun to see and especially from like an acting perspective like now you see on tom's face there is no kindness whatsoever oh yeah yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, agreed. That's an insightful point, Allie. Thanks. I hate what they do to Xander here. Uh, yeah. It just feels like... like Super demeaning if, to all genders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As if putting makeup or so-called mismatched clothing on somebody is the worst thing you could possibly do to something. Right. Someone else. Yeah. Y'all are a bunch of misogynists. Like, all of that stuff is worth making fun of. And, right. I mean, yeah, that's just so dumb but i guess it does a good job in making us hate them right oh yeah oh yeah 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 because it's also like also what they're saying to him when he's dressed like a girl 
that speaks to how they view women. It's just a bad, it's a bad scene all over, yeah. all over. But again, like you said, we're not supposed to like them. So, so I guess they did it well then, huh? And Xander, Xander gets back at him, which is great. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's funny. So props to Cordelia because while she has, she has a little moment of a freak out, she does relatively keep it cool. Like she doesn't launch to a panic attack. She's not outright crying. And she even mm-hmm. she even has the presence of mind to to get back at, to say to back to Buffy. Why did I ever let you talk me into coming here? <laughs> I love the look that Buffy gives her right after that. That yeah. like, are you fucking kidding are you me? Serious? Look, are you kidding yeah, me? yeah, yeah. Cordelia really. We talked about this in some assembly required. She has some real bad luck, man. <laughs> oh, poor Cordelia. I guess. I guess. The universe hands us only what we can accept, and oh, don't Cordelia give, do not give me that bullshit. A strong, no. yeah, never mind. Don't, it just sucks. Don't me. even try <laughs> to sling that bullshit on this podcast. How dare you? There's okay, a, never there mind. Cordelia's number, life just sucks. A number of dead people would be like, I, I think God did throw me something I couldn't handle. <laughs> yeah actually yeah uh, the, actually lord <laughs> oprah really did fuck that one yeah, up. yeah exactly Man. the universe sent me something and no i could not handle it <laughs> <laughs> okay so we just continue to feel bad for cordelia yeah but we're yeah. happy because yes. she has great one-liners and yes. we love to see and we her. are very impressed by the way that she handles herself so yeah yeah she, yeah she, she continues to be a badass while she doesn't have the fighting moves that Buffy does, she does have a fight or flight instinct that is productive. She does not just like freak out, pee herself and go limp. Like she's badass. She's a fighter too. She's a fighter in her own way. Yeah. So um the in the library, uh-huh. um at this point they've made the decision to call Angel because they put together like who the girl is and there's this other exchange where Willow's like, no, don't call Buffy, call Angel. Angel is there. He can whatever. So Angel's there in the library. And then it gets to the point where Willow has to come clean that Buffy has wait before that. Before that, Willow says she's like checking out the whole reflection thing that Angel doesn't appear in the window before. I skipped over that, but you're so right. I wrote that down. Angel, how do you shave? Good point. Great, great point. Good question. I mean, I guess that's the same question you would give to like any blind person, and I guess the answer is you figure it out. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I'm looking at myself in the camera right now. I really need to shave really bad. I should do that. Because I mean, today. there's plenty of things that I've learned to do. Like, there's a good amount of makeup I can do without a mirror. I would never That's do impressive. lipstick without a mirror, but like, I can do mascara and you know, do my foundation and stuff. I can do a lot of that stuff like in a car without a mirror. So you. You figure it out. Wow, that seems impressive to me. I'm an impressive person. What can I say? You are an impressive person. <laughs> so yeah, let's get back to Willow also being very impressive, telling off Giles Laying and into them. It's, yeah. Her whole speech is fantastic. I wrote down a, a snippet of it. She's 16 going on 40. She was directing at Giles and she turns on, on Angel and you, you're going to live forever. You don't have time for a cup of coffee. <laughs> So spot on and long overdue. Oh, yeah. And their faces. Ooh. Yeah. They feel told off, don't they? We done fucked up and she's right, too. Shit. I hate when somebody yells at me and they're right. Oh, it's it's the worst feeling. And Willow clearly agrees because she goes, I don't feel better. Let's go get Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we get a shot of Nicholas Brendan 
sorry, Xander walk, walking out of the house. Yeah, why didn't he clothes, put his clothes back on? I'm not mad that he didn't put his clothes back on because no, no, I'm we not. get some nice ab shots here. And, and I'm sure Nicholas Brendan was great. very happy to show those off because I know those take a lot of work. So I get it. But like, I don't know. You look cold. Put some, put some they clothes threw on. your clothes at you. Yeah, you could have. Yeah. Uh, so we finally meet the snake demon. Yup. The phallic penis. Okay. The phallic penis. All penises. The phallic demon. Yeah, the penis demon. Um, so it, one more time. penis, the <laughs> demon's name is Makita. They establish that it gives them money and power and shit in exchange for sacrificing the girls. And which is some pretty big cosmic power. Cause it's not like he turns rocks into gold and that's how they get money. Yeah. It is clearly like outside stuff of, you know, their stocks go up or sell for a profit. It's definitely like bigger outside of them. So like actually Makita's pretty powerful. Yeah, the mechanics Gross, of it are are very yeah, nuanced and interesting. That is definitely some blood magic that you would you would need sacrifices for. It never occurred to me that this was a euphemism for a penis until your until was it? It was either you or Bruce who told me the first time. It's probably me. So when we first started thinking about the podcast, and we were like, "Oh yeah, the deeper meanings and Buffy, the metaphors, like we could really explore that and stuff." This was the episode that came to mind right away for me. It's oh, something I totally yeah. missed. I don't know how I missed it. It's so clear. It's so clear that it's like. They're worshiping fail, sort of like I remember. So I really didn't start looking at the metaphorical side until I was watching some DVD extras and they mentioned it in what they were talking about. And, you know, Buffy fighting her demons and like growing up. And and I think they even talked about this episode of like a big snake that gives you women power and money. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. 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 So then you're that's when you go. Oh, fuck me jeez and then you're like oh i thought this was damn i suck at this i thought this was just a fun show with vampires yeah now it's all like deep and meaningful (laughs) (laughs) now i have to rewatch it and make a podcast about it i have a where some where are they now trivia i looked up tom aka todd babcock great last name so according to imdb he last worked in 2012 great last name is that what you said yeah babcock i don't know so Cool. Okay. I, I don't know. I feel like it's a, the kind of name you hear in like books and stuff. So it's kind of funny oh, that like oh, a real okay. person yeah. has actually does have that name. Sorry, where is he now? He uh well, he doesn't doesn't appear to be working in the film industry. Uh he last worked according to IMDb on uh in 2012 on a movie called War of Art, which he wrote and directed. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I suppose I wish him success. Yeah, I wish him success. Yes. I don't have you, anything you against wish, him. You wish Todd success. You wish Tom fiery death. Yes. Yes, very fiery. So it, it's interesting to me to think about how much time passes between each episode. Mm-hmm. So this episode happens on October 10th, and then the next episode is on Halloween. So that's kind of interesting to think about. That We're is. at you know, two, three weeks between How did each. you find that this was October 10th? They say that they sacrificed to the girls on the 10th day. Ah, of the 10th month. month. Ah, you right, you right. Yeah, they they very clearly said that. Maybe we'll make a timeline at some point with what we can piece together. It could be fun. I like that idea. Uh, So Xander, so the Scoobies, Willow, Giles, and and, uh, Angel, 
have arrived at the fraternity house and they are met by Xander in a hooded robe. And they're like, what are you doing here? Xander actually had a very like thought out plan. This is really good thinking. He was like, I dug in the trash and I found an old robe and I put it on to disguise and sneak in and go get Buffy and Cordelia. I was like, okay, that was that was a good plan. Yeah, this was good thinking. This I think I think Xander does pretty well this episode, honestly. Yeah, he does. He and he gets in some good shots, like when they're working their way to the basement and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they break in. He kicks the shit out of those guys. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. And then we have a nice callback as Angel is very upset that Buffy is in there potentially with all these these murderers. And and so he he vamps out and Xander goes, Okay, that is the guy you want to party with. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) True. I think Xander does earn some respect for Angel during this episode where, yes, he's probably still not glad that Buffy wants anybody, but especially Angel. But I think he does give him some credit after this of like, well, he does really care about her. Yeah. Yeah. I may not be thrilled that like I may still be wanting to date her, but man, it's clear that we both same goals care about her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom, we continue to hate Tom more and more and more. Buffy's taunting Makita, and Tom says women can't speak to him or whatever. He backhands her. Sure does. And I, and then, and then later he says to Buffy, you bitch, I'll serve you to him in pieces. And he's like, <laughs> yep. yeah, I definitely Tom? did have a little, ooh, he used the B word. Okay. Yeah. As the Scoobies are charging in, Angel was not invited in what the fuck i had this question too so So, i have a theory sorry i interrupted you so did you have more oh no i was eagerly awaiting oh okay um so i don't think i've never seen them need permission for like the school or public property kind of thing so maybe there's maybe the house is considered public so, okay, so it can't be considered, but the guys live there. Right. They would say that it's their home. home. Yeah. But I guess Angel is a prospective new member. Everybody's a prospective new member. You never know. Right. You could go back well, and to it's also it's and... like it's not it's their temporary home. Like, I feel like if we're going with public buildings, they don't need permission to enter or they don't need to be invited. Then, like, I feel like a vampire could enter a dorm. Without, I don't invitation. think they could enter a dorm room without an invitation. They could enter the dorm, but not the. But so maybe you're he thinking, wouldn't be able to get into the room, right? So you're saying in the house, and as far as the house goes, they couldn't go into the room. Maybe interesting. No, that doesn't feel right. That though. Doesn't feel right because he doesn't have any restrictions with like people's homes. So hmm. I feel like it was just an oversight, and uh, they thought we wouldn't catch it, but we did. We did. We'll always catch it. We will. So are we at the point where Buffy has... We we said that Xander kicks some ass here, and that's yeah. nice to see. Yeah, yep, yep, he does. He's be- he's beaten on the guy who was, who was dressing up like a girl and, like, making fun of him and stuff. And he has this great... He's like, that's for dressing me up like a girl, and that's for 16 and a half years. Yeah. yeah. So clearly, Xander's taken, taking advantage of this to get some therapeutic catharsis out of this. I support that. Fuck those guys. Yeah, take advantage. Whatever. You know. So are are we at the point where Buffy has slayed Makita? Yeah. Yep. I have a Cordelia quote. Me too. Okay, you <laughs> go. Yep. 
you guys. I just, I just hate you guys. <laughs> Actually, that wasn't the same one I had. I had the one right before that where she goes, you did it. You saved us. And then she goes to hug Angel right away. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, if you, Doesn't miss a beat. If you didn't see that coming, then you don't know Cordelia Chase. So uh, Buffy has a, Buffy and Giles have an exchange here oh, that I, moment. yeah, talked about earlier. So Buffy says, I told one lie. I had one drink. Giles goes, yes, and you very nearly got devoured by a giant demon snake. <laughs> and it's not fair, Buffy. It's I feel for you. Bad. You're so right. But Giles says, I drive you too hard because I know what you have to face. From now on, just a normal amount of nudging. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that was a really nice concession. Mm -hmm. You know, saying like, you know, I, I wasn't entirely wrong, but like, you're right. We're We're both right. We're both wrong. Yep. We can come together for for this situation. And I like I like it too because he's saying I I am gonna I am your watcher. I am gonna continue being a little bit of a hard ass, but only a little bit. Only a little bit. Right. Like understand, like, okay, yes, I could afford to dial it back. I could give you a night off. She's not asking to go, you know, go on vacation. She was asking for a night off. Right. So yeah, I thought that was really nice. Okay, so they're in the bronze. And we, uh, this is a piece of trivia I found. The adorable child from Inca Mummy Girl is bringing Cordelia stuff. He's named for the first time. Yeah, Jonathan. So Jonathan, yeah, he yep. gets a new now. He wasn't named in the last episode. Oh, yeah. And Cordelia goes, young men are the only way to go. Which is a callback to the first season when we see Cordelia is chatting with her posse and she go and she's talking about now college boys. Mm. They have mystery. They have, what's the word? <laughs> Cars. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. So at the time, she was clearly, even as a as a sophomore, she was already had her eye on college boys. That's funny. Now, now she has, yeah, I support this more. Mm -hmm. Go after people who are interested in you and bring you things. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like this whole situation with Jonathan is not ethical. Or uh, particularly kind. Oh, she's using him. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe Jonathan is like, step on me, Cordelia. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot. That's of, how I feel about Cordelia. I know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, I'd simp for Cordelia. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You could. Yeah. Step on me and I'll say thank you. I mean, he's so probably just excited to be in her presence. To be seen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the Xander says, um, oh, they got consecutive life sentences that was sentence really fast. quick that was really quick and, sentencing <laughs> you know i yeah i uh, i call bs uh, on that this i, I mean yeah, maybe a few days has have passed maybe this is like the next week or something like that but it's definitely not five years later yeah yeah i think There's, yeah unfortunately or fortunately our criminal legal system moves a little slower than that Yeah, but i do like in that article they also mentioned something about uh, so-and-so's, like, stocks crashed or something like that. And Xander has a comment of, oh, I guess no snake, no no big money or something like that. So I do love that they followed up on the consequences of not having Makita around. Yeah, for everybody who participated in the sacrifice of young girls. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's a positive. Good. You should not be profiting. And I hope that you're the rest of your line is destitute. Me too. So Angel arrives and finally fucking asks Buffy on a date. So cute. And Buffy goes, yeah, sometime. I'll let you know. With a very coy smile showing that she's 
of course, flirting and playing. I love that. So coy. I uh, never could be coy. <laughs> I get too excited. Yeah, I don't really play it cool. I never did a good I, job. I always have these plans to like be cool. It's like it's like how I plan to have a hoe phase after my ex and I broke up. And then like the second guy I go on a date with, here we are five years later. <laughs> sharing a house and a dog. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't quite work out. I don't think we're meant to be single, Allie. I think that. Oh, no, I just be... I definitely meant to settle down. I, I just like yeah, was yeah, yeah. planning on uh, a little hiatus of like hoeing, hoeing around, but it did not work out that way. Didn't work out. Well, that's OK. Maybe okay. in your next life. Maybe. Yeah. Or or I'll play a hoe on a long running TV show. Oh, there you go. Oh, I'd like that more. Right. Because then you get money from it, too. Oh, yeah. And then so I get to, like, make out with hot guys and then go home to the hot guy who's also the love of my life. Ooh. I get the best of both worlds. <laughs> All right. It's out in the universe. It's going to happen. Yep. Um, so speaking of singing, I my this is my last note of the um, episode. Did you have something before? Sure don't. So this song at the very end is called She by louis says well that'll be a social media post won't it thank you we'll find it on spotify yuppers or youtube or whatever i know it came up on youtube when i googled it oh good stuff yeah classic bronze oh yeah totally well well you gonna wrap this shit up yeah absolutely i don't know how much more we can talk about discuss douchey frat boys douchey frat boys and people who target young women yeah, gross. Yeah, so I think that does about do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode, and we hope you'll join us next time when we'll discuss Season 2, Episode 6, Halloween. And I am very, very excited for that episode. Well, first of all, because it's just it's an excellent episode. I'm sure it ranks on lots of Buffy best ofs episodes. But also, my good friend Colleen will be joining us as our second ever guest on Tabula Rasa Bitches. Oh, so exciting. Colleen, I can't wait to meet you. That's going to be so good. Another guest. Yay. And if folks are just too excited to wait until the next episode to chat, you can send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. That is T-A-B-U-L-A-R-A-S-A-B-P-O-D at gmail.com. And you can also say hello to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at, at tabularasabpod. And finally, friends... We would be so thrilled and honored if you would leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It's hugely helpful for us. Much appreciated. And tell your friends. Word of mouth is also one of the biggest advertising things for podcasting. Do it. Tell your friends. Tell all of them. Where can people find you on social media, Allie? Well, you can find me at DaughterPick, D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-P-I-C-K, on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Future Black Cat on TikTok. And you can send me monies. Help me, I'm poor. Uh, you can, you can <laughs> contribute to uh, my Buy Me a Coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Allie Press. That's A L L I E. Press is impress a button. Press that button to send Allie lots of money. Ah, uh, that was good. Well, all of those social media handles are going to be in the description. Allie, as always, it's such a treasure to see you, and I can't wait to see you again soon. 
It was lovely to see your face. Hi, Samantha. You're Samantha a just girl. got up on the couch behind. She so is perfect. Girl. Samantha, everybody loves you. We do. She's not thrilled with the universe because it's thundering. Oh. Well, I yeah. love you, Samantha. And I love all of you, dear listeners. But I love you most of all, Nicholas. Make proud choices. Make proud choices. I love you, Riley. Bye. Bye. Tabula Rasa Bitches is hosted by Ali Press and Nick Mercer. With music by Infoton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.